Do you buy your thumb medicine? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb medicine? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over. Hello and welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. This is the weekly challenge podcast where two friends compete in personal challenges for your entertainment. You're so freaking lucky. I'm Dustin. And I'm Ryan. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, Missed you. Missed Missed you too, man. Big move this week. Yeah. We skipped a week. Yeah, we skipped a week. It was uh, tough being away from you. Sorry. But I guess I'll learn. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of want to take breaks more often, I think. I think like once a month, maybe take a week off. What do you think? No, we can't do that. Other podcasts don't do that. No, we can't. We can't do that either. All right. Let me ask you something. Okay. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah, you look good. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, not really doing anything out of the ordinary. Uh, no, but I like it. I like it. Your curly hair like that, you know? It's nice. It's natural. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, uh, it's natural. You know, I've always gotten compliments on it, um, but I, I think I'm going to cut it off, cut it short. Oh yeah, yeah, long short. You know, I better look great out of the way. You know, I I guess I I think it'd look pretty good. Uh, short. Um, I kind of like it long too, though. But yeah, what do you uh, uh uh what's a what's a like what's a guy like you doing this weekend? Me uh this weekend I think uh I don't know I was just gonna hang around. Just hanging around? You free? Is that what you're saying? Uh, what? Yeah, I guess I'm. I don't have anything I mean, planned. I was just thinking, you know, I got eight dollars in my pocket. You know, maybe we could, oh. uh, you and me, maybe. What are you uh, saying? What are you freaking talking about? Whoa, oh, whoa, gosh. whoa, whoa! I am sorry. I am sorry, sir. Oh, I apologize. It's just I'm not. I'm not insinuating that you're a prostitute. If that's what you're thinking. Good, because no. I'm definitely not. No, I'm saying. I got eight bucks. We could go. We could go. We could have a Coke. You know, you and me. What do you think? Uh, you get a Coke. I get a Coke. We got six more dollars. You know. Oh, fine. When When are we going? Okay. Yeah. Saturday. You free Saturday? Pick you up at seven? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Saturday. Um, I don't know. Wait. Wait. You busy? You said you weren't busy. You said you were just hanging around. It, it, yeah. I, uh. Yeah. You said, wait, um, wait, no, look at me. You yes. said you were just hanging around. Yeah. So you're free. I know you're free. You told me you were free. And now you're pretending like you got something better to do? What, you think you're better than me? No, I don't think I'm better than you. You no, think I'm you're better just, than me? Is that what this I, is? I just, I'm just. I'm you want to go very... on a guy? You want a date with a guy who's got more than $8 in his pocket? Is that what you're saying? No, I'd never. I don't, I know. I don't, I don't care about money. Money is, it's not, it's, it doesn't no, matter really. No, it's fine. I see. No, I would love to go on a date. Can can we get a Coke? Can we go? Saturday? You get a Coke? I get a Coke? I get a Coke? You get a Coke? (laughs) Is my my voice that I'm doing racist? 
I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, so what's the, what's the, the challenge this week? The challenge was to go on a, a date for $8. Just a All budget right. date. All right. Like, that sounds good. Teach me about it. Okay. Ryan, would you be able to tell me the history of dating if I asked you? Of course not. How would I possibly ha! know the history of dating? Ha ha! Oh, you That's got something me. I know. Oh, That's you something know. I know that you do not know. Okay, you know I could bullshit my way through it though. I could just make up stuff. That's what you're okay, gonna do. Okay, well, I can tell that's what you're gonna do. I gotta stop doing this I, voice. Hey, <laughs> you can do the voice the whole time if you think you can maintain it. But uh, well, I can. I, it just becomes like who I am, though. It's bad. Well, let's go back to. 18th century, late 18th century America. So we're going to talk about dating in America. Sweet. Since we're Americans, um, you know, I can only assume from media that I've watched that, like, dating is different in Italy, in Paris, in Australia, in England. You know, it's very different. So I just focused on American dating. Okay, groovy. So, groovy, very groovy. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess it's groovy, you know. America... In the 1700s, you know, what do you got? Social capital, decorum, sweaty wool clothes, and gold bond. Like, just... Oh, they had gold bond. Perfect. Thick. They had to have something. You Probably know, they corn had powders. They got... Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all that nonsense. You're wrapped up in this very antiquated courtship model. Um, dating, dating did not exist. Like dating, what is dating? So what we're basically, we're, we're at the founding of the country right now, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. And these kind of, uh, arranged marriages, arranged unions carried over from like Royal English, you know? Okay. The, and there would be like a matchmaker in the family or something like that. More like two families. They are working to preserve their you know, social capital, a rich person must marry another rich person. And like, oh, the the Smiths have joined union with the Fredericks right. or whatever. Um, <laughs> and that that's kind of what they were. They were controlling the lives of their kids and they were basically doing it for their own reputation. But um, very par parental controlled marriages. Um in relationships, but before they got married, they were doing these um, interviews. They called it calling. So a man would go calling. Oh, to a woman, you know, and if is maybe that where a, a calling movie, card comes from? I think that is one of the tools you could use, like at a dance or something. I think they that was like the first text message. You know, you just like had a, a little <laughs> business card with like your info on it. It said, "May I call on you?" And you like slip it in. Oh, so that's the first step. Hand and at a then dance you move on to this like to this calling step. Uh-huh. But so, I think calling card made, came after this, but this was like you go the man would uh go sit in the tea room with the young lady and basically audition in front of the parents while they watched and have tea, that kind of thing. Oh, so you're just like this is your first private interaction but it's public. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like a private interaction whatsoever. Um, I mean, maybe a private conversation at a dance when like you whisper into their ear if that opportunity happens, you know, because um, they would do that very uh, 
give you a wide berth dance dances you know these okay. big dances like just touching hands barely and we're talking mostly about but, i'm guessing wealthier families middle class to upper class mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can't but imagine i still the, i still believe the middle class and lower class still like was had, like had their uh, versions of this oh for sure oh that makes and, sense yeah because if you're lower class you don't want to you don't if you're you're lo- you're you're not as wealthy you don't want to start marrying to people even poorer than yourself right that would be right that'd be dangerous right and i think for the lower classes you have more of a like a resource driven uh, union or marriage it's like okay oh i see your daughter has taken a shine into my boy yeah that's right that's right i've seen that too well I need a new oxen only, kind of thing. I know they're only six, but let's plan. For, oh, God. I guess that's uh, true, right? They're just like planning. They're like, all right, we get them together. In a few years, we'll have like a couple grandkids to do more work. Like, you know, we'll be able to really grow something here, Angus. So I don't know, man. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that fashion, that type of calling courtship, that stayed, um, you know, popular through the 1700s. And then in kind of like the early... 1800s the that parental supervision kind of lost its favor people didn't like that anymore and kind of romance had driven the desired method of courtship so it was about how can you best present yourself um and like win the attraction and affection of your your person of interest and so this seems chiefly like driven by economic factors right so you get it seems like you've got the switch from marriage being a major economic mover to in the beginning of the 18th century uh familial wealth is less important because capitalism has kind of taken over and grown so much that it's just about like my personal feelings about you and the family's role has been diminished. That's interesting. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Like it all lines up that people are living off all around better. Um, and it gives just people more freedom. Um, and then this great segue, Ryan, in the 20th century, something uh, was invented that changed dating forever do you know what you know what i might be talking about the internet no 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 uh 20th century is uh sorry the 1900s oh um wait what was what was invented in the early 1900s the early that ne- could well, have... like 1999 is technically in the 1900s right so, yeah so yeah. i'm not lying about the internet i don't want, i don't want uh, you to be going around telling everybody's a dummy Ryan doesn't know when the no, 1900s no. were, where the 20th no, century was. No. Did you know Ryan helped Al Gore invent the internet? <laughs> In the 1900s. Like, he did. <laughs> okay, okay, give me a hint about this thing. Vroom. Vroom. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's a motorcycle. You're being, mo- you're being no. a motorcycle. It's a car, though, uh, okay. right? You're talking about cars? <laughs> oh, okay, asthma. You're talking about asthma. No, no, you're, you're on the right. <laughs> cars. Cars. Uh, cars. Cars. We're talking about cars. Okay. Yeah, a little technological advance situation. Yeah, but way even before movies, like they did the drive-in movies setup, Mm -hmm. it was an opportunity for, you know, like Bonnie and Clyde, they were not wealthy and they weren't watching movies, but they stole cars all the fucking time. (laughs) And they were like just on one big rampage of a 
of a date. It's like they never wanted the date to end. Oh, that's right. They, so so now they're we've moved on from like these structured relationships. So now boys and girls are just kind of meeting up and doing what have you. Uh huh. Whatever. Whatever they. I mean, there's a lot more freedom just to for people to move around. Like people are not, uh, you know, geographically locked into a certain dating pool. So um, it, it, it's pretty interesting that the car really helps the youth start uh, moving out of their parlors and into just different socially acceptable public places, which are, you know, they would, people go on park, they go to the parks, they go to the malt shop, they go to, um, you know, these dances, you know, dance halls were a lot more popular back then. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was in the years preceding World War II, though, that the dating and rating complex developed. Uh, this, this The dating system, and rating? Yeah, this is kind of the idea uh, that consisted that men and women are still constructing their desirability of themselves. So this is all pre-World War II. Remember that. So okay. Roaring Twenties, everything is good. Um, the, or I guess not everything is good. It was, everything was good. Then it was bad. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but <laughs> while it was still, yeah, while it was still good, we're going to talk about while it was still good. Yeah. Uh, men had to develop their reputation of wealth. They had to create an impression of wealth. So maybe they weren't that wealthy, but they had a nice suit. They had a really good suit. Everybody looked sharp. Okay, right. right. Those pictures of that time is like, you know, all those people, most of them, they were poor. Like, they just had this this idea that, yeah, you got to look sharp, kid. Don't let them them see your sweat. Just like... Because it's the natural way to uh, to attract a lady. You look you look just as good as the real rich guys. Everybody's wearing tuxedos to the bar or whatever. Not everybody. Some people wore collared shirt and that's just fine. And suspenders, that's not a problem. Okay. Okay, it's fine. Some people it's fine. They Yeah, I know. It's I fine. Know. It's fine. You I mean, everybody else is in a tuxedo and you came here wearing I what yeah. I guess I get khakis, I guess. And that's fine. It's fine, dude. Yeah. These are pleats. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I see. Yeah, we, I can they're going to be huge. <laughs> and the the women of the day, their reputation was based on who could secure the interest of popular men. Hmm. So like the at at that time, you know, being desired and I know I'm opening up the floodgates with my uh, shabbily researched uh, <laughs> facts here. But the the women, they were allowed to for like the first time to really express themselves you know they're going to the dances they're allowed to drink out and they're wearing the flappers skirts and the yeah absolutely really flamboyant sort of flapper culture yeah like that was new you know it used to be very tidy and or tight and buttoned up and very conservative and now they have this this new opportunity this new um uh this new success in the economy for people to spend money on leisure and leisure outfits, you know, yeah, like these, terrific. these flapper outfits. So like it was, it was a very interesting time for people's uh, self identity and how they ch- used fashion to 
you know, this is what I got. I'm putting out who I am through my clothes. Here I am. Yeah, I love you know, it. That yeah, which is so. the same now. You know, it hasn't changed. That bad. yeah, for sure. Not that bad. I think the the style at least. But after World War II, something changed a lot. What happened? Uh, what well, what had happened off, was a whole bunch of people died <laughs> that went over to fight in World War II. You don't say. And that's what I say. That's what I say. And in America, you know, there was a, there was a, you know, uh, industry, like a full nationwide, like support of industry, like leading up to the war. So the men were gone. They're going to do the fighting and the women, they were going into uh, the industry. They're working in the factories. You know, they took over the jobs that were vacant. Right. And, uh, the, the biggest push, or I guess the biggest quality for dating at the, at that time, like during World War II and after World War II, changed from like acquiring the reputation of, of uh, wealth for men and popularity and women. That changed to just like survival. It changed to finding a loyal partner. Um you, you know, like everybody. Oh, that's from, really interesting. Yeah, and like there, you know, it was just a scarcity problem. Right, I see what you're young, saying. Yeah, so there weren't, weren't that, that many young, young men, men, and yeah. if you were a young man, you were a hot commodity. So mm-hmm. the the culture then started valuing men's um, commitment to the women, and that would have been how you were chosen. Rather than mm-hmm. some other mm-hmm. trait, rather just being a, a what would be considered now still like a good, a decent man, that would because you had your choice. That makes sense. I ne- I never yeah. considered yes. that. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And, and the like it, it was a huge shift at that time. Was that the man's status is like it's not the top of the quality list. It's you know is he gonna is he going to survive? Will he survive this wartime? So, like, you know, is he fighting? Is he not fighting? Does he have a, a Has he got a good head job? on his shoulders? Yeah. Right, that kind of thing. And um, for just the, the loyalty and the commitment, that that desire for commitment and monogamy and, like, that decision, that public decision really kind of leaked its way down to the youth culture as well. Um, as, as marriage rates, you know, they went through the roof and right. you know, the baby boomers, that kind Ugh, of thing after World War boomers. II. We love the boomers. We love the boomers and we love everything Ugh. that you do. Uh, yeah, sure. No, I love the boomers. <laughs> sure Our parents you do. are boomers. Yeah. Are they boomers? They're kind yeah. they're, the bo- they're the babies. Yeah. Yeah, boomers. No, it's just I uh, down in New Orleans. I was training my niece Emery. Anytime somebody said "baby boomers," just to go, ugh, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's what three. a deep seated joke. That's great. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, just, so you got a FaceTimer. You got a FaceTimer like once a once a week and be like. What do, what do we say when you hear baby boomers? <laughs> Just open disgust. <laughs> Make it a big joke. And I oh, listen, listen, boomers. I know you're listening out there. Take it easy. It's just a joke. Relax. All right. You're the ones who gave to us make, the participation yeah, trophies anyway. Yeah, we're trying to make 
politically incorrect commentary great again. (laughs) (laughs) We got him, Dustin. We got him. He's going down this time. I'm sure of it. (laughs) And as that goes down, the marriage rates rose back to the marriage rates. (laughs) Yeah. Small Small marriage ceremonies happened all across the country in middle schools and high schools. Middle in schools dating, in the dating scene. Oh, like oh, yeah. for fun, like play would, play marriages. If you gave me your Letterman's jacket and I wore it around, mm-hmm. and I let everyone know that I'm wearing Ryan's Letterman's jacket, Ryan's my person. That's a a small public marriage ceremony that would happen all around. The high schools. Yeah, this is that's that's you know? the story of my uh, grandparents. Going steady, going steady. Yeah, you know, we wore his letter or his class 15. ring. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's how. And then I think people, if I if now we're in the the range of our grandparents, like hearing them say it, they you would date in groups. It seemed like you would go to dances still and date in groups and mm-hmm. kind of trade around. But it did seem by the time you were like seventeen, you get you kind of figured it out. Yeah. You you had figured it out, paired up, and this this was the norm up until we got the groovy '60s and the okay. '70s. Thanks to those groovy ladies in the women's movement, we got the birth control pill, nice. and we got some other new chemicals, uh, mind-opening chemicals. The sexual revolution began. Groovy, and then hookup culture was born. Right? Yeah. Colleges. Stopped gender segregation in in their dorms during during this time. That's right. So there, you just had tons of young energy infused young people, people having sex, having this crazy awakening of their loins. And you just, didn't have to be in a committed relationship to have sex. You didn't have to expect that you would have children with the kid. So people just mm-hmm. start started banging mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. It's when individuals, yeah, like this is when the individual women specifically they took control over their fertility, and you know, it's it was kind of that first, I'd, I'd say, a really f- big first step in the medical industry. Like that that freed up so many women uh, to do great things in business and creative industries research uh we love women remember those ladies in, <laughs> well no uh, yeah Mediterranean if... that would get the the pearls those ladies right are cool. yeah. <laughs> pearl divers no but this makes but they couldn't sense. control this their is, fertility this is again another basic economic move just like we've seen where with the pill women no longer need to depend on men uh because they're not, they're, they don't have to get pregnant if they don't want to. They don't have to rear children if they don't want to. So they can make other economic decisions and kind of support themselves and sleep with whoever they want. So it changes, changes everything again. It's it's interesting how these like prime movers move culture, right? So these mm-hmm. economic factors like change the whole culture. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Yeah. Well, what happened was your buddy Al Gore came mm-hmm. around and he got it on. And uh, or his parents got it on at the right time, and he was born, and he helped usher in the 21st century and the internet. And since then, the traditional model of dating has just been shattered. It's broken. It's gone. Yeah. Right. 
dating websites, apps, you know, again, removing logistical boundaries. Yeah, I, could, I, I don't know about you, but I met my girlfriend on Facebook. I did not know that. Yeah. But was it a, a mutual friend type thing? No, I think this is this is a little inside baseball, but I think what had happened was I had gone on one of the dating apps and maybe tried to match with her, but she didn't message me or something. And she has a very ah. interesting spelling ah. of her first name. So I think probably on alcohol. I don't remember this. This is why I'm putting it this way. I think oh, is, I went on to Facebook yeah. and found her because like she's uh-huh. got a very distinctive look and she's got a very distinctive spelling of her name. And so I think I sent her a friend request and we had no friends in common. And then I forgot that I had done that. Um, sometime later, I, I, I had like a, a hungover Sunday and I see like, Courtney has accepted your friend request. And so I messaged her and I was like, um, it's cool and all that you accepted my friend request, but I don't remember sending you one. Like, who are you? And so we started chatting through Facebook and that's, that's how we met. Isn't that weird? That's awesome. You're Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a detective. <laughs> yeah, but did, did that's Dick, great. Did Dick Tracy do it all drunkenly and forget that he had done it? Is that? I bet story? he had some rough nights. Yeah. I bet he had yeah. some really rough cases. Oh. He got a bad case and it really shook him up. And <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get that. So thank but. you, Al Gore. That's how. That's how I found my lovely lady. Oh, thank you, Al Gore. Hey, everyone. Let's let's all just put some energy out there to Al Gore. Thanks yeah. for trying. He's tr- he's been trying stuff for a long time. He's trying. He's from Tennessee. He's a good old boy. He's, he's got sense. He's like you. Yeah. Right? Come on. All right. What's next? Are we there? Is that it? I mean, we're basically at the boundaries of yeah. like what is what is uh modern today, but you know, online relationships uh have led to marriage uh online, you know, online marriages with people you know, playing Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Um, they've met online, they fell in love online, and they got married online, and they don't live together yet. Like, th- these types of things have oh, wow. happened yeah, and yeah. continue to happen. Then you get catfishing and these very strange, devious, like, betrayals. Um, oh, I'm a catfish, too. Uh, Did I ever tell you about that? You got catfished? No, I. somebody or, uses me... M- a version of me as a like a lure. I don't know what you say for fishing. Whoa. So there was a. Oh, why how, do we know if we're being used? I found a profile on Facebook that was basically me just with a slightly spelled difference. And like they had all sorts of friends and had like a life going on. But I was like, that's not me. This <laughs> is horrifying. I tried to get now. Facebook to shut it down, but they wouldn't. That was years and years ago. So. Oh my God. Everybody look for a version of me where it's Ryan Sedgwick, but. There's a second E, whereas I just have no second E in my last name. This one does. So strange. So see. Oh, that's see. so strange. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody at some point was doing something. I don't know. It could have been some hacker. I don't know what it was, but it probably was a hacker. Yeah, it probably was a hacker. Well, despite the technological advancements or regressions, you know, it it brings to dating. Um, romance will never die it'll always be there it'll always be there the eternal flame yeah i think we should go back to the calling cards that's or the the calling in the parlor room that sounds fun yeah tea (laughs) let's let's just drink more tea yeah let's do it you ready to tell me about your date 
I'll talk. I'll uh, I'll talk to you about that. I I'll can do that. You, I'll tell you about mine too. Let's do it. All right. Each week in our show, we pick a new challenge. This week's challenge was Dustin's. Dustin, what was your challenge? Our challenge, my friend, was eight dollar date. Do an eight dollar budget date. Eight dollar so, date. As as we said, a door to door experience with your significant other or yourself or a friend or your pet. Uh, go out on a little adventure, a little experience, but don't spend any more than eight dollars. All right, here it is. So last Saturday, I, I should preface all of this with saying Courtney and I have just yesterday basically completed a move of house. So that's why there was no podcast last week. We moved six minutes down the road, but, you know, moving is difficult. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to get everything done to move two people. It's only six minutes down the road, and golly, it took six days to move. (laughs) It took a long time. It took a lot of work. We're pretty much done, though, so podcast is back. But um, so this was before the move. This is the Saturday of last weekend. Uh, Atlanta has this beautiful lantern parade. Have you heard of it? No. Uh, like Japanese, Chinese lanterns yeah, yeah. or the paper lanterns? Yeah, paper lanterns. Here. And it's this huge thing. Thousands and thousands of people come. It's on the um, east side belt line. And we've gone for years. And last year we made a big green lantern on a big bamboo pole uh, that says we did our best. Um so we didn't have to make a new one. So that's the first thing. I was like, oh, already got my lantern from last year. Oh, yeah. We, okay. I don't know. Does it say we did our best? or? Yeah, we did our best, um, which gets a lot of great looks from people. They're like, you clearly didn't do your best. You could have done better. <laughs> but <laughs> people, people give us. But there's a very quiet look I'll get from guys who I know have a similar vibe from me. They'll, they'll see the lantern. And they'll just sort of nod at me or give me a little thumbs up. And that's that's all the satisfaction I need in the world while I'm marching in the parade. So we uh, we went down to our, uh, our, our friend Silvana's house. Um, Andrew, Nicole, Brooke, Dylan, Tim, uh, they all showed up. We uh, Andrew gave me a beer, so that was free. Uh, we, that was good. We had a little a sunset stroll, there. so that's a little sunset stroll. Then we stroll over. To the belt line, we march with our uh, lantern, and here's where the tricky part comes. So and you've been on foot the whole time. Been on foot the whole time, and uh, we didn't we didn't buy anything. I'd actually earlier in the day bought Courtney um, some roses, like a little planted, like uh, at Trader oh. Joe's, a little planted batch of roses. You know, so those are still mm-hmm. growing. That cost four fifty. So awesome. So I'm counting that. That's four fifty. Then we take the stroll. Stroll costs nothing. We're walking along the belt line. Everything's free. Everything's lovely. Uh, and you then, have these roses in your bag. You're about to spring it on her. No, I've already um, given them to her. Is that bad? Uh, I, oh, I wanted it. Oh, I started okay. it off sweet. So I was like, oh, here you go. And she's like, oh, thank you. So oh, nice. That's I started a little appetizer. That, I started that really nice. We're holding hands. We're walking with our friends. We're having a nice time Watch, looking at the lanterns. And, you know, it's terrific. These thousands are awesome. The, the creativity is incredible. Um, then we stop in at a brewery. So then Andrew gave me the free beer. Then we stop in at a brewery. Um, it's packed. The Georgia, uh, Notre Dame game was playing. So that was free entertainment right there. Free parade, free football game. Boom. 
having a great time. Uh, get in line for uh, some drinks at the brewery, and boom, I spent uh, fifty dollars, <laughs> and uh, and the date was over. And after that, we just hung out as friends. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh. Well, when, so that's when about did the date I end? I guess when you got the home sec- after you spent fifty dollars. The second I spent fifty dollars, uh, Courtney said we were just hanging out as friends. So. <laughs> it wasn't a date anymore. <laughs> so I, well, I'm not sure I followed the rules, but it was a very hard week, and this is the best I could manage. And fifty dollars is a lot, like you got, right? Yeah, you got put into the friend zone all of a sudden. Yeah, I got friend zoned. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. She still kissed me though, and the bulldogs. Oh, awesome. And the bulldogs won the football game, so it was a good. The bulldogs night. did win. That, I bet that was a blast. Yeah. It sounds like a fun time. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. I didn't have that much fun oh, on my $8 no. day. Let's hear I think I might have done something wrong. I'm going to need your advice oh, on it. Oh, no, buddy. Uh, I don't know, dude. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it's difficult for me to separate some things. Uh, like when you say business and pleasure, I never mix business with pleasure or something. Like I... I do that often, you know, like you're having a good time playing golf, having fun seeing somebody. And at, at the same time, you're like, this has the outcome of getting business or getting a job interview mm-hmm. or whatever, something like that. So uh, I decided we we're going to go on a bike ride and I'm going to take Casey to go get a milkshake down the street. So th- this was my $8 idea. And we leave on the Sunday after the Notre Dame game. So Notre Dame, Notre Dame was awesome, and we had a great night, celebrated. And the next day, there were some friction moments. So Casey had to go get groceries and prep her her meal for lunch. She likes to make a a big a big meal and eat it throughout the week. You know, nice. Pretty, pretty smart. And someone backed into her at the grocery store. Oh. So she got into a little fender bender, and that kind of sucked. Um, and that set her back and a little time delay. So it was like we were rushing. We were kind of getting towards the end of the day. And, like, the Condor Chocolates, where I was going to take her, uh, was closing soon. So it was, like, kind of rushing, that kind of stuff. We almost didn't go. Um, but we went. And... Made the bike ride. That was fun. And we got the milkshake and I started, you know, taking pictures of the of the restaurant, that kind of thing, for content. And oh. I you know, she oh, no. she said, Did you did you did you come here to spend time with me or just for your challenge? Right. And then that started off a, a whole can of worms and unsolvable problems and I wasn't backing down that <laughs> Two things can be true at once. I wanted to go on a date, and I wanted to complete the eight dollar challenge. Uh, I've got a dollar. I've got a dollar and fifty two cents left, and I feel like I completed the challenge, but at uh, the detriment of my relationship for that that day. Uh, um, ahead of time, I could uh, feel that this idea, while a good challenge would easily create conflict so that's why i failed um because i didn't want to get into a situation where my dumb 
30 something year old dude who has a podcast was going to be pissing off my lovely sweet girlfriend on the weekend. Uh, I I get that. uh, (laughs) I wish I wish I didn't. (laughs) So I recommend you go spend a hundred dollars on your wife somewhere. Go do something for her that she's going to like that costs a whole bunch of money to get you out of this hole. What do you, gotcha. what, what do you think? Can you can you manage that? That's my advice. You ever, if you want my have advice. You ever, have you ever quietly argued while drinking a milkshake? <laughs> a delicious, a delicious chocolate milkshake. Anybody in a relationship knows what it's like to quietly argue while doing everything. It's the worst. <laughs> there's especially there's, there's especially literally when nothing that can we're be done. Sharing. <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, that can't also be uh, <laughs> heightened yep. by a little argument. <laughs> yes, yes. But I think I we're we're all good, everyone. Don't worry. It's just a little kerfuffle, and we did go to uh, this past weekend because since it was a two week kind of time frame for this challenge before we shared everything, went to Wildwood Revival, which is a fun little music fest in Arnoldsville, Georgia. Looked terrific and online. A little little camping fest, and uh, I pampered her, made her some there you go wonderful cheese plate items to eat out by the tent, that kind of thing, and made her a very special tent set up, nice and cozy, so she could be comfortable. And it was freaking hot. It was so hot. Yeah. So it, if uh, it's if October I didn't go now, extra mile. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's October. It was in the nineties. So I saw on the local news that this is the, for Atlanta at least, this is the most consecutive days um, over 90 degrees that we've ever had. The previous record was 2011 and then 1983, I think it was. And so, yeah, day is over 90 degrees. Today's another day over 90 degrees. So we are setting records here. Crazy. Yep. Not a great time to go to a music festival. I'm setting bad records. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, buddy, um, that's our experience. What do you say we rate it? Yeah, rate it and uh, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Am I am I the asshole? <laughs> am, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Or am I am I just a a good intentioned, maybe uh, misguided husband doing his best? Let me know. I'm probably the asshole. I think I'm the asshole. (laughs) Every week, we got to rate these experiences. We got to put them up in the Zagat's survey guide of podcast episodes but they all have their own zagat rating you know so if this was a zagat rating it'd be like this episode was good-hearted and interesting <laughs> thank you that was a really good review full, full, uh, all right misguided at times but well-intentioned yeah that's i think that describes us perfectly like misguided but well-intended <laughs> hi <laughs> hi that's me okay so i uh it's my job to make the rating right you have to come up with the rating scale these custom beautiful rating scales 
Okay, well, in $8, there's 800 pennies. On oh, a man. scale of 1 to 800, how do you rate this challenge? Dustin, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to rate it the score of how many pennies I have left over. 152 pennies. Oh, that is low. It blew up in my face. I did not. <laughs> I did not like the outcome. <laughs> Even though I passed the challenge, I I don't could have done it different. Could have done it better. Could have done it different. I'm in the, a similar boat. I don't think it led to too much conflict in my home, although it might have. I don't know things under the surface, but um, <laughs> it's mostly because I didn't do it. So I don't know how to rate a challenge that I tried. And gave up on halfway through. Uh, maybe, maybe I can say like your like door to door experience, like it was from my front door to the front door of the brewery. That's where the date ended. Perhaps uh, I'm gonna give it on a scale of one to eight hundred pennies. Uh, yeah, I mean it was basically impossible. Uh, well, you're, you're gonna give it a no score. You're just gonna omit this week. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm going to give it, uh, well, what's $50 in pennies, I guess. That's uh, 5000 Yeah, that's a lot of pennies. I, get a, I give it a 5000 pennies. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, here's the thing. Just if you're going to go on a date, just don't make it a $8 challenge. Or at least don't tell them that it's a challenge. Try and be creative with it. Yep. Like... Just go on more dates with people you care about and uh, have good intentions from the beginning. No, no side quests. Don't, don't add a, don't add a secret side quest. I screwed up. Well, Ryan, I'm eager and anxious at the same time to find out what you got in store for us next week. Next week's challenge was a listener challenge. Listener friend of the show, JD. Uh, I think oh, you, hey, J.D. I think hey, you mentioned JD. this last week. I'm not sure. Or two weeks ago. My time is broken. Hey, J.D. J.D., I guess, told you, and I liked it, that we should solve a Rubik's Cube. Uh, but I want to make it a challenge. So I think we need to shoot for about 180 seconds, three minutes, to try and... Uh, I've never solved one. You've never solved one. I, I've already... I know this. But 180 seconds is the goal and whoever does better i guess wins oh my gosh so um first we gotta see if we can solve it and then after we solve it we have to work on our speed yeah i think i was i was doing some online searching and maybe i've been led Uh astray but three minutes seems to be a pretty reasonable time oh wow okay so are we allowing uh, YouTube assist videos then? Absolutely. Anything, any tool you need, as long as it's your hands on a Rubik's Cube, that's good for me. Okay. All right? All righty. All right. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> you keep saying bye before the show is over. We need to plug, uh, Dustin, what is our Instagram page? Uh... uh Bye. You can listen to the show on iTunes, or you already know that because you're listening to it now. But uh, subscribe to the show. Give it a five-star review. So many of you guys have done that. That's been really lovely. Really appreciate you guys doing that for us. Um, check us out. And when on- you're around, yeah, 
when you're around the water cooler, those of you that live in offices and you see your your coworkers with their headphones in, and you're like, what are you listening to? And be like, well, have you heard of the Do It or Else podcast? You should totally check them out. It's like, two dinglings who try and fail at different things. Or we mostly succeed, don't we? This is really the first time that like things have kind of gone awry. I think things are going to go awry this next challenge. I, I'm scared I'm not going to be able to figure this out. Check us out on Instagram at doitorelsepod1. Is that right? No, bro. Don't confuse them. Just at doitorelsepod. At doitorelsepod. was for Twitter. When we Twitter is it. dead. Okay. At doitorelsepod on Instagram. That's where everybody is. We're having a lot of fun over there. Uh, a lot of the listeners have actually migrated over there, which we also appreciate that as well. Keep having fun with us there. Um, a lot of people slip into our DMs there, but they can also hit us up on email. Dustin, what's the email address? That's doitorelsepod at gmail.com. You can find us there with a little snail mail. Sneak them in under the door. Not snail mail. And oh. Dustin, you said you were going to set up a phone line for people to call and leave a voicemail. Did that actually happen? Or like <laughs> everything else in your life? Is that another you promise you've not delivered silly on? Silly bastard. I don't have a phone. <laughs> okay, online, not this but week. I'll put my cell phone out here right no, now. No, don't do it's, that. Don't do oh, that. Okay, all right. Do fine. not do that. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank thanks you. so much for listening. We love you Bye. very much. You have pretty hair. Can I say it now? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers.